And it was in that moment that Worf knew he fucked up. He fucked up. Where's my bat lip? Captain Spot, Stardate 51122.3. Welcome aboard the Starship Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sense to explore the universe of Star Trek. <laughs> I am your captain. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I am your captain, Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, her body was found deactivated and dusty on Omicron Theta. It's Ambassador Dene Hughes. That sounds about right. Oddly specific, but yes, about yeah, right. Yeah. How dusty were you? Well, it depends on who you ask, but all I can think about is like menopause. <laughs> Wait, what? Because we're like she's been found and she's dusty. And I was thinking earlier about like when it doesn't. When do I feel like I'm officially old? Oh. And I think it's gonna be that that day when I hit menopause. That day. Oh, and then okay. someone told me that when that happens someday, that it can last for like a really long time, like the rest of your life. So I guess it goes. Danae is just young, mm-hmm. and then. Dried up and dusty old. Right. And then ancient after that. I don't want to do this show when you're dusty old and ancient. Well, apparently I am. That was an introduction. Apparently I am already. As long as you're smiling while you do it, that's the main thing. That's creepy. Yes. Um, So that's where you were found. Um, I don't know what any of these things mean. I don't understand why I've been found or why I'm dusty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You never heard of Omicron Theta? That's not in your Star Trek lexicon? My Star Trek lexicon is 12 words, whereas do, yours is like 1,200. Um, phaser. Yeah. Uniform. <laughs> That's not a Star Trek word. <laughs> no. Okay, Specifics. Okay. okay, okay. I have to do a new intro for you every single week. That's warp, like number 50. Core. Yes, good. Okay. That's one. That's not two words. Okay. Oh. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Romulan. Good. Oh, we're just going to go with... It's technically, it's a Roman word, but Star Trek uses baby, it. That's betazoids. fine. Betazoids. nice. Yeah. Ensigns. Uh, okay, yes. Okay. You can't use any other ranks, though. Um. Okay, beaming. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's... Fuck, this is going to take forever. You're halfway. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. There is so much to know. There are <laughs> 800 episodes and 13 <laughs> films. I already say phaser? Yes. Yes, you said phaser. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. Phaser, I barely knew her. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, there's this hyperspray. Yes! That's Hypo a good one. Hyperspray, but Fuck. that's fine. That's fine. Okay, well, that can't. Do I no, that, count? Can, that counts. That okay. counts. You got the gist of it. Come on, five more. I think I can name 12 starships. Oh, the Enterprise. <laughs> there we go. Nice, nice. Um, Voyager. Yes. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> All right, I've given, I've made this too easy now. <laughs> portal. Portal? No, I'm not giving you Portal. Fuck. Two more. Borg. Good. Can I do that? Yep. Yeah. That's that's plenty, right? One more. Oh, I said we said twelve. Fuck. Um, I want it to be like really interesting. I mean, I can name that people's ship names. sailed about seven things ago, <laughs> and yet you continue to make <laughs> yes. me do it. What I hate is at home right now. The listener <laughs> is like screaming. Yeah, like just let's start say that words. We have someone that's just on the treadmill. Yeah. And the people beside them are just wondering why they're screaming out random Star Trek references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's my fault. Just say the damn thing. I was going to give you one then, but I didn't. Universal no. Translator. Good enough. Okay. So, now that that's done, we have finished our run on Lower Deck Season 3, um, which was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. If for some reason you're joining us now, go back and listen to that, because Lower Decks was a lot of fun to review. Yeah, we have several different uh, scenes that we've gone over. So there's mm-hmm. Strange New Worlds, there's Picard, mm-hmm. Lower Decks, 
and we have them separated out by seasons and mm-hmm. sprinkled in sometimes there's some interviews so you can kind of find yeah. those we're now in the sprinkling phase between now um that lover deck season three is finished and picard season three doesn't start until february so we have some sprinkling to do right now which is the dangerous part because the last time some sprinkling happened we ended up having the episode where beverly is having relationships with a alien that lives yep. in a candle. The, the, the sacred candle episode. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of our best performing episodes. Surprise. Really? You perverts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get to hear Danae talk about the Beverly Sex Candle episode. Let's, Let's go. Yeah, shocker. Spoiler yeah. alert. If this was, I didn't phasic. mind it, I guess. Mm. It was kind no, of it's weird. fine. It's good. It's yeah. bonkers. Um, would you watch it again, given the option? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. There's so much TNG to get through, which is why I'm excited about mm-hmm. today, because I know we're going to watch a TNG episode. Mm-hmm. So so there is going to be, buckle in, a theme to the episodes that we're going to go through and that you're going to watch. Oh, can I guess it? That's the That was my, oh, me, that was my thing. I was going to ask you to me. guess it. Okay, yeah. it's Star Trek related. Yes! I mean... There is a, a sub-theme other than start on, yeah, we're going to start on um, Dallas um, TV, the, the TV show from the 60s or 70s, whenever it was. Yeah. There's a poll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it is Star Trek themed, but there is another sub-theme that you need to guess that will become clear at some point. And you're welcome to guess at home, but please do not tag the ambassador. So we're going to watch the episode and then I'm able to guess or have to guess? No, no, no. So all of these next episodes that we watch together over the next few weeks or whatever are Mm going to have a theme that ties them all together. Okay. An important theme. Okay. Survival in space. Good. Great. (laughs) I mean, yes. Alien encounter. No, more specific. Oh. Death by phaser. Uh, no. You can stop guessing. Okay. It's okay. So, the first episode that we're going to be watching today is season one, episode 13, I believe, which is a data law. Like, is D-A-T-A space L-O-R-E? D-A-T-A slash L-O-R-E. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess I know what's going to happen today. Uh-huh. Um, you excited? You excited? excited I've see? never seen this episode, but I know that he has a brother named mm-hmm. Lore. So you know he has a brother named Lore. This is the origin story of Lore, essentially. So, All the way yeah. back in season one. Season one. Things look different. So be prepared. Dun, 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 dun. The theme is Lion King. Um, but no, with that, we will see you guys for full debrief and 10 forward after we have watched Data Lore. Or Data Lore. Data. Ah, data. It's data. You can't say data. Data. You'll be railed. Just, there's, there's an episode where somebody calls him Data. And he I said data. You did it in data one episode. once. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep for weeks. I think you made me edit it out. I did. <laughs> yes. Because I was like, we can't oh, do that. I'm going to get bullied. <laughs> the internet's going to bully me if we I leave that be in. I murdered. I was like, no, the internet's famous for being understanding. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what's your beverage of choice? All right. Since I always make it weird, I'm going to go with <laughs> yep. uh-huh. uh, the Android floaty hand juice. The blue floaty hand juice. Well, you just stole what I was going to drink. Um, <laughs> do you want it pre-Androided or post-Androided? I'll do the post-Android I'll on the, the off chance that I have some sort of nanotech that I ingest and become oh, nice. a superhuman. You want to become a more than you already are. Yeah. 
yeah, let's let's do it. Let's like enhance and see if I can actually predict some things like purposefully. Like if I could wake up in the morning and predict what I'm going to wear, that would save me time. Wait, for example, that's in your control. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. I lay in bed and it's essentially like playing an app game where you're just like flicking through your entire oh, wardrobe. And I'm like, but if I put on these pants, then they would change this shirt. And then if I add these suits, it would no. do this thing. And no, so if I just, can just see it, then I can just know it's done. You just sniff test and put it on. That's part of the process after you realize oh. that it hasn't been washed and it's over in the chair. And technically that might mean that it's still clean because it's not on the floor. Amazing. It's a process. So there's the, the law. We're not here to talk about laundry. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get on a real tangent. So um, the crew of the Enterprise pays a visit to Omicron Theta, the planet where data was discovered by Starfleet 26 to 29 years ago. To their surprise, they discover another android identical to data in almost every way. Law. Excited to no longer be alone in the universe, Data dives into Law's history and quickly discovers that his new brother may be hiding some dark snowflakey secrets. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, by the way. Um, you, I mean, there's no reason you should have done. The only I didn't reason, know that's when the snowflake was introduced. Well, exactly. And nobody, nobody would have known that. Which like, means that the theme is snowflakes. Yes. Right, we can finish the show now, Guys, thanks so much for joining no us. No more episodes Captain's until Pod. February. Sorry. Long and Podspur. We'll see you later. All of that. Bye. So, overall thoughts and feelings initially. Well, did you like this episode? Oh, I really wanted to. Okay, so oh, I, interesting. Loved, I loved Brent's, like, the way that he acts was really fun. Mm-hmm. And that was the joy of this episode for me. Yeah, you get but to see two sides of him. But they're to Wesley. And they, they trust an insane android so quickly. And it's just, I, I feel like I'm missing context. Like, maybe if I had watched the season. Nope. From the beginning nope. until episode 13, I'd have a better understanding of, like, how they're treating data. Do you know what I mean? Because <sighs> he's so, cause in my mind, I'm kind of more in the later uh, seasons of, of mm-hmm. TNG, and he's just this different, kind, almost like a more developed character, and they have a different rapport with him. And obviously in season one, they're still almost mm. trying to explain to the audience about their curiosity of how this android came to be and why he looks like yeah. a human and how he can do all this stuff. And this is answering those questions, but... Out of context, I was thinking all the time, like, why is everybody being a dick to data? And why would you ever trust? Why would you ever bring an inc- a totally other thing online and then just be like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to give you control of Enjoy, this ship. Have fun. Go do shenanigans. And the one person that's like, yeah, that's that's not where we should be dangerous. They're just literally uh-huh. shut up, Wesley, which I think is a theme. I think it's a meme or something yes. now. But the poor kid. So... You've hit the nail on the head with the reason the characters are treating Data differently is because the actors are. So season one and season two were notoriously rough and sketchy. Like the writer, I mean, season two had a ton of writing strikes going on. Season one, Patrick Stewart essentially was getting cold feet and didn't want to be there. So he would come up, say his lines and leave. (gasps) So super stilted. Everyone else was over the moon to be there. Um, was he just like, this isn't serious enough for me? Yeah, he was like, what the hell have I done? I'm a Shakespearean actor. Why am I in a leotard? And or like, why am I in this like one piece pajama thing? Yeah. And looking at green screens and having aliens talk to me off screen and speaking to this robot man. It's really I, interesting because, and believe me or don't believe me, but while I was watching this episode, I had that thought too. Like Patrick Stewart is he? Because I think it's because he's so young. You know, looking at season one. Yeah. Uh huh. And. I go on to watch this, you know, when I was little and I loved this show so much. And he was just this like, iconic character. 
And I just found myself thinking about that being a career that people have in their, like when they're acting, that sometimes they'll find these things that just end up becoming their entire career. Yeah. They accidental themselves into a role that lasts a lifetime, right? And so Patrick had that happen to him. And I was thinking while I was watching it, is this what he wanted? Did he? Sure doesn't look like it, does it? so it's really weird. Maybe I was picking up on something and I didn't realize it because, you know, I'm an enhanced Android person Uh now. After drinking that, that stuff. Yeah. But I really genuinely was thinking about that. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm not surprised. It's a little bit of a bummer Mm. to have that happen, but I can completely see why. Because later in the season, I feel like he's more stoic. Yes. And in this episode, he's grinning a whole bunch. There's a lot of grinning. playful. He hasn't really found where Picard is and who he is yet. He's still trying. And I think a lot of it was he was thinking, do I even want to be here? So he almost didn't come back for season three. He almost definitely didn't come back for season four. It wasn't until season four that he was like, I'm in this now. Let's let's go for good. Um, but yeah, it, so that's why it looks super duper stilted. And that shut up Wesley thing is just the running gag of Wesley was he's sixteen or seven. I think he's seventeen, something like that. In he's this wearing episode. a rainbow on his. He's wearing a so rainbow. That's I his feel... acting ensign uniform. So that shut up Wesley. It's really annoying because he's even by episode thirteen, he saved the ship multiple times because oh, the kid has all of the answers and he's a genius and whatnot. But they're still not listening to him. Oh, but it was infuriating to watch. It's still hilarious to me. It's like shut up, Wesley. Just it's so great for me because <laughs> I'm always thinking shut up Wesley even if he has the answers I'm like shut up kid I think you I can understand it if you've what are you watched it all like you have that there's like this running gag and plus mm-hmm. we know where the character arc goes and yeah he ends seen... up having a great relationship with Picard and whatnot yeah, yeah. yeah but in this moment it was really frustrating because mm-hmm. and that's Ultimately, yes, I liked this episode. Yes, I like seeing the history of Data mm. and lore and hearing Dr. Soong and then like yeah. having watched Picard and seeing how that mm-hmm. comes back into play and what they're doing now in, in like right now production and yeah. Brent Spiner's and his performance and like him getting a chance to figure out what it means to play like a dark and evil android. Mm. That was fun. I did enjoy that. Yeah. But there was a lot of huge sins in this for me, obviously. Yeah, major, major things, but we'll get to that. We will. Um, I really, really like this episode. It's one of my childhood memories. I've seen it. I cannot count how many times because the evil twin thing is just really, really fun. Um, yeah. And it has a great like climactic end to the episode as well with the funny and data throwing lore into the transporter beam. That which was is, cool. This is, using transporter beams as a weapon would, would, should absolutely happen more often. It's like, Wesley, now, and just energize his ass into space. Just yeet your enemies. Yeah. Bye! Do we even it's know so where, great. like, just out of space? It, it literally into space. That it just beamed him out and then they disappear. That was like, bye, law. They they don't pick him up. They don't do anything. They just beam him into space. And they're very and casual about it. But again, that's a sin we'll talk yeah. about that later. Walk three, get us out of here. Um, Does that come back around later? Yes. Okay, I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, but no, I really like the episode. I now have this like kind of immunity blanket to season one and two because I know... My my adult brain, such as it is, now knows that there were like production issues and people trying to find their feet. And I'm just, I don't know how you make a TV show today because Star Trek, uh, TNG probably doesn't get picked up for a second season or a third season based on 
on that, especially nowadays, because there's just, there's not enough of a chance. Like people aren't willing to give it a go. Um, so we're lucky it came out when it did. And like, I just think, how many shows did we miss because the first two seasons were a little bit shaky, or people were still trying to find their characters? Yeah. Well, when you have like a big, uh, I don't know, like lore, rather than using the wrong word, potentially here, like history to pull from with Star Trek, you've got some big yeah. names that are, are able to take risks. Mm-hmm. I feel in ways that new shows can't. So yeah. even though TNG was quote unquote new, it's mm. still tied into a huge yeah. you know, brand that they're willing to kind of put it forward a little mm-hmm. bit. So yeah, I, w- I would watch it again because I am curious what I'd pick up on, especially mm. with like like what you're telling me. But it, it was really jarring to see Riker's chin, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so this is a beardless Riker. Very. This is He has a cleft chin. And so yeah. does Picard. Mm-hmm. So all I was watching was just cleft chins. What are you doing? Um, Worf is um, in red and has very short hair and a different baldric. So and that's he's distracting. N- and he's not used properly. And he was almost murdered. Oh, he's just a uh, he's a pawn, just a chess piece in most of season one is and he, season two. Is he the the lead on the security? No, so Tasha is. Okay, so Tasha. Tasha is the head uh, chief for security. Or the Tasha. Well, I call her Tasha, but it might be Tasha. I'll say Tasha. Her name is Natasha Yar. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. It's definitely Tasha. Which was in this episode, by the way. What is? You say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Tasha's chief for security. Um, Worf isn't even in security. So he's in like operations and like the command path and then shifts over to security when she dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you know she dies. I know, I know. I was just being a butt. Um, and Geordi isn't in engineering. He isn't chief of engineering. He's not even an engineer. He's a pilot. <laughs> so why was he on the away mission? Because he still has knowledge guess, and stuff. He has a visor that scans stuff. That was yeah. a bit that was a bit interesting. <laughs> Look out like, the window. <laughs> because your visor will do better than our scanners. I guess you're going to go and find a secret entrance now. Yeah. Okay, we're getting into the sins. Yeah, we're getting we're, into we're, the sins we're, already. We're, it's leaking. It's leaking. One of my, ew, one of my favorite <laughs> things is the clever naming that they came up with for the, the Sung androids. So data is is brilliant because it's like fact he's that's what he relies on, things that don't change. And then lore is like legend and myth, and he just plays outside of outside of the rules. Um, I just, I really like his name. That's one of my favorite things about the episode. Yeah, it was really interesting to see how they developed the difference between the two, like mm-hmm. the programming. And you could hear in the way that the, um, the show kind of played itself out that they were saying that what made lore human in the lore way mm. was essentially just a, a ambitiousness. Yeah, an ego. He, they gave him ambition. Yeah, and it was ambition in addition to his incredible ab- mm-hmm. computing ability. Whereas with Data, the ambition is more like service. Mm. So he's more of a service to his cause, and his cause is where like with with Starfleet. Yeah. So that was really interesting to kind of see. Well, what was the programming, and then. To watch Brent act it out. Mm. You know, there's one thing I really wish that they would have done. And I think I I really wish that when Wesley figures out that Laura is pretending to be Data, that it was because Laura sneezed. Oh, that would have been so good. Because it was kind of set up at the beginning yeah. where Data is trying to become more human and, and like, He's trying to surprise something. himself into sneezing. Right. And he's looking in the mirror and he's trying to... And it was hilarious. It was great. And it was fun yeah. to watch. But like little things like that would have been fun to mm. kind of see play out. Um, 
It's that that humanity thing is one of my favorite things as well because Data is so frustrated that he doesn't understand things like humor and sarcasm and sneezing and hiccuping and all of that stuff. And he's now learning that that was deliberate because Law had all of those things and Law is much more fluid and able to converse and use contractions. So how frustrating must that be that Data's like, the stuff I'm searching for was programmed out of me because humans didn't like it. Like, yeah. they, they don't really touch on how messed up that is. That, yeah, Data came after Law because Law was... I mean, we find out more later, but Law was uncomfortable to be around. Well, yeah, you think he's a murderer? <laughs> he's creepy, super creepy. <laughs> he's a he was really scary to watch, and yeah. it was very, very sinful. And I have a lot of questions about so many things, like mm. like how they found him and all that stuff. I feel like if I was to watch it again, really like take some time, I wanted to pause and really think about stuff many times watching mm-hmm. this. But with, I for the show, I had more questions because I haven't watched this with like a sin brain. I had more questions than I thought I was going to have about it, and some of them answered themselves. And I managed to space it out, but the like, show jumps from like exposition to uh, it's fine. Just so accept it. Lore brought the snowflake. Yes, that's an actual thing yeah, that's in Star that's Trek. The snowflake. Lore brought the snowflake yeah. people, or the Person. snowflake people came, and then he. Or he called them. So he called the snowflake. So How this did he is know that the snowflake existed? This is what's unclear. And it's. I think we should save it for his instance because one of my big sins leads into the snowflake thing. And I think it may also answer it as okay. well. Um, well, then I'll try, to, I'll try to come back around to that. One uh-huh. of the things that I liked about this was that there is this moment whenever Lore is going to prove something to the snowflake alien when they show up for Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And his idea is to send a tree out there, yep. which makes no fucking sense at all. But we'll get to that, I guess, maybe mm-hmm, eventually. Mm-hmm. But yep. all I could think about was that they did this in the Orville pilot. Yes! <laughs> Happy Arbor Day! Like, oh my god, that's yeah. where it comes from. It more than likely it is. Had to have. Yeah, it had to have done. The, the space tree. Yeah. It's the space tree, which I, when I watched the Orville, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, and then it's and it actually in TNG, and I'm like, it's yeah. still stupid. Well, no, no, no. But to be fair, that's the thing that exposes him because when he suggests that like they let him go along with it but Picard is just like yeah follow him that doesn't check out well, that's he, weird because Picard says make it so and that didn't make sense to Lord I love that because Lord doesn't understand, he doesn't understand what understand make it so lingo. means that's yeah. so good yeah um, Lord is like all of us when we meet a Star Trek nerd <laughs> yeah like wait what, engage what, 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 what are you talking what, what, about do you want me to go what does that mean is that a proposal I don't understand what are we doing am here I, am, I, am I kneeling am I grabbing a, a ring like what's happening right now yep there is some like clever stuff that I really like, and it's when Law is at the helm and he's like having like the coordinates explained to him, and then Riker says, "And the square of the hypotenuse, or whatever it is," and Law just like verbiates the the theorem for Pythagoras, and then goes, "Oh yeah, no, I don't know that." But I was like, I love that they give Riker some brains. Like he's trying to trick Law into giving away how clever he is because he knows he's got to be as clever as Data but Law wants to hide that. Just right I here. can't not sin. We need to get to the sins okay, okay. because that I, drives yeah, me huh? crazy though because oh, there's so much information about how they shouldn't trust this guy. Yeah, Can we please Let's do it. Fine. Get to your fucking battle stations everybody. Battle stations everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. 
This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, although I don't think the ambassador ever disengaged it, <laughs> and remind ourselves that no TV shows without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Danae, go for it. I really had the hardest time. The, the, There's a lot of sins in this. So, There's a lot of shit that so, doesn't so make sense for the sake of we want an evil twin story. And I don't know what plays out later and kind of answers itself. Uh-huh. But and we also again we have to consider that this is that this is season one and they're still figuring their shit out. Yep. You know, like so all that aside though, to allow Lore on and to be suspicious enough of him to be testing him. Uh, uh, let's just back up. <laughs> you found you found an android that hadn't been assembled. And if let's say that you assume that it was fine and just never got assembled before mm-hmm. this people were like taken out or whatever. When he wakes up and he's like, I came first, their first thought is, then why were you disassembled? Why wouldn't they immediately go, Well, then why were you disassembled? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then my other questions become like, okay, so you called the snowflakes, they killed everybody. Then, but not Dr. Soong, and then you were disassembled and data came online? Like, how does that work? Sorry, data. The timeline, my my biggest sin, and this must, the show doesn't tell us, but they exist, so they find out about the crystalline entity because the kids have drawn pictures of it and put it on, the parents have put it on the wall and they're just like, oh, these proud doodlings from parents. Uh, Proud doodlings of people running away in terror? Right, so... If the snowflake has attacked and is killing everyone, how did they have time to doodle it and doodle the people running away and, and then have that displayed as artwork? Which means there must have been more than one attack. Right. But I'm still just like, why are you putting these doodles on the wall when you should be evacuating? And where is that poster for me to buy for yes, my house? That too. Yes. Because who doesn't want children doodle art of snowflake right. murder? So I'm even misunderstanding something because I, I assumed too. it was... Law kind of sent out a distress, distress signal? signal of some sort. Oh, that's one of the terms I should know. Yes, nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> always valuable. And the snowflake just happened to come across. So what makes much more sense, but the show doesn't specify, is that the snowflake comes along, destroys some of the planet, leaves, and then the colonists hide from the initial attack. The snowflake goes away. Law learns about it and says hey, come back, you didn't have all of your dinner, here's how you can get to the colonists when, where, and why. So there's an initial attack where the kids have done their doodles, they think they're safe, so they come back out, and Law says, hey, come back and get some more dinner in exchange for whatever. But then who disassembles Law? But in that period of time, I think Law gets exposed and gets found out, and they disassemble him, and Data is built. Or data was there at the same time and had a memory wipe and was just ready. We don't like we don't understand don't like what was overlapping. I don't think law and data ever overlapped. So I think they took him apart, Sung rebuilt another one, and then the crystalline entity returned to have some more dindins. Send us your theories, everybody. Please, Send us your theories because this is confusing tell me that to I'm us. Missing something, at the very that timeline least, is strange. When you when you look at the episode just as a standalone piece, there's yeah. definitely some things. But like for me, even the the crystalline entity and them trying to figure out or, or say like what Lore was doing mm. and how he got there and and how he came back on because it's like his perfect plan happened. Eventually, in the future, a civilization finds him that can reassemble him, and then he has like a power. He, he has he has an entire ship to himself yeah. if he wants to. Like that's he's like great. I've come back online and my dreams are coming true. Somehow yeah. magically that happens. Um, that's all stuff I can kind of like. Yeah, okay. We just haven't figured out mm-hmm. the timeline yet, or we're just writing stuff without really thinking it out because production or oh, whatever. It must have been. Well, it's the but writers it, were like all over the place. But it doesn't change the fact that you have Starfleet 
that have put an android online and just let him walk around. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess Data is trying to track him, but why but aren't enough. they talking to each other? Yeah. Why isn't there like, I, I have suspicious behavior. I see some suspicious behavior here. And why are you yelling at Wesley? Well, because he's a bit of a dick. That's he's why. not a dick. He's right. Yeah, but There's it's only because the script made him right. He's a kid. <laughs> a brilliant child. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Um, no, no, no. Wesley is absolutely right. He gets a raw deal in the early seasons for sure. Um, yeah, my, my biggest problem with the timeline is that in order for Law to be disassembled, he must have made contact with the crystalline entity and said, hey, have all of the colonists if you free me. After that happens, he gets taken apart. So either Data was already under construction, or Sung then had to build a new android from scratch, and it have time to interact with the colonists. But it's just so strange, because we find out later that Data did have time with the colonists. He just can't recall those memories. So it's like, how long did it take for Law to message the crystalline entity and for it to return. Because it feels like it was years, but who knows? I don't um, know. And there's something we're missing there. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest sins linked to that as well is that this Federation colony was destroyed. The Tripoli turns up, collects data, and then fucks off. And then like 26 years have passed, and there's still the mystery of Omicron Theta. Because in 26 years, nobody's investigated how the colony disappeared, they still think there should be farmland down there. So the Tripoli didn't scan the planet at all. Like, what? I'm super duper confused about that. How, like, they found data, knew the colony had been destroyed, and then... Just left. let it go. Just let the mystery Somebody go. Somebody forgot to file a report. Clearly. I'm pretty sure, Captain. Clearly. Because for a second, I was thinking, wait, did the crystalline entity come back after they rescued Data and then destroyed the farmland, did it make three visits? I feel like the next thing in your future is going to like get a lot of paper and pen and like post-it notes and just create yeah, your and little timeline. Like, the red strings yeah. that like, connect. You know, it's like yes. it's gotta be this. Uh huh. Yeah. My sin of them getting to the planet was it. You know how a lot of times like they land and then they scan. There was not a lot of scanning going on. It was just immediately the vocal. They were just vocalizing about how they'd figured out that this planet had been like. XYZ had been happening for yeah. such, such, such a time. Dust. And it just didn't... I didn't really understand that. But that's okay, because we're just trying to get to the part where Jordy finds a secret cave entrance and just opens it, yeah. and they just go turn the lights on without any concern. can see the, the scene. That's like, fine. Yeah, okay. But we're still... <laughs> Does no one play D&D in the future? Like, you, tra- you check for traps. Check for traps. Uh-huh. No, I think his visor no tra- did. Oh, We're supposed to believe that his visor can- his visor is OP in send the early seasons. Send in security. Yeah. You know, send in some people that, like, look around. Send in data. And how quickly did security be like, they're like, hey, go check out this whole area. Yeah, it looks like a, there's, like, a bedding for, like, 250 people in here, but they're all empty. You checked 250 yeah. beds in 12 seconds? Something shady's going on. I don't know what's happening. It's called plot progression. It's we need to get on with this is the the sin there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, One of my sins with the land was that, wow, it still has power after 26 years. Like, was it just in standby mode the Uh entire time? Like, everything in there works. It should be decrepit and and broken. Including the lab. Including the lab, conveniently. I don't know if I would sin or I would, like, give a sin back or do one of those wishy-washy moments where when you're watching something, you're like, this is kind of fun, but also, holy shit, it's annoying at the same time. (laughs) This is weird. And it's when they walk into that lab, the music is like, this is really important. <laughs> Watch this. It's, the things that are happening now. It's so loud. It's so big. Uh-huh. And like the, you can see the director's instruction. You've walked into a room. You're looking around. 
this is shocking. Five, four. And now you can talk to each other. <laughs> all right. Because they're just like walking in and they're waiting for the uh-huh. music to stop almost because it was insane. That music mm-hmm. was, if that music Super didn't tell loud. you how important this discovery uh-huh. was, you're not paying attention to how they use music in our, in media. Well, you can tell there's a commercial coming as well because it always goes <laughs> to a huge crescendo. <laughs> Does it? It's like, yeah, well, when you, <laughs> that makes sense. when you said that, um, uh, I think Law's going to end up being evil. And I'm like, is it the music that's telling you that? Because before oh, we yeah. even know... what was that part? That was that, funny. That was when Law was like doing the computer download and he's looking at the, the screen and oh. learning information. And then he goes... Bum, 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 bum. So my hope... <laughs> Commercials. It's that, like, yeah, he's evil. So that's when they're back on the ship. Yeah. And Data and Law are talking back and forth. And... Data just, like, it's like, brother, you this, brother, you that. And it's like, just because we look the same and just because we came from the same person, we're just going to assume that this is a good person or whatever, even though he's clearly Uh fucking wacky, batshit crazy. You find a robot that's in pieces in a cave. It's probably because the robot did something wrong. That's creepily smiling at you yeah, uh-huh. and twitching. Yeah. You know, you don't just turn that shit back on. Uh-huh. Anyhow, so Data's like, um, yeah, let me give you my console to do whatever you want with. Do you need some tea? Peace out. And he leaves. <laughs> and I said to you in that moment, I really hope that Data is suspicious of Lore. Nope. And is setting Lore up to make him think that he's dumb mm. and leaving so he can like watch him and learn stuff. And you said... Is that what the music is telling you today? Mm-hmm. Because the music was really creepy. The music as... was like straight to a minor key, really, really loud. It may as well have been bum, bum, bum. I felt so bad too because I was like, you're right. I know you're right, but I want you to be wrong because mm. everyone should be, should be suspicious. Is it because I, uh, I don't know, I've seen a lot of content and just robots I are... Mean... I think we were always supposed Ugh. to, us, the audience, were always supposed to know he was a shady MFer, but Data is so hopeful and I think, I mean, he is a bit naive at this point. And also he wants to not be the only android in the universe. He is desperate to have a brother really and to have another android. And that's my favorite. There's two. Uh, we moved. You pressured me into resistance way too quickly because I've got two positive things that I haven't talked about yet. Okay. I, I mean, uh, one. you should smile more. Point the first. Uh, Captain. Nice. Point the first. <laughs> Is that I love Data's exploration of I'm not the only me in the universe. It was really sweet and, and it's sad, really, wasn't really it? Sweet. Like and he wants to belong somewhere. He wants to belong. He wants like a people. He wants a brother. He want, and he's like immediately like mentoring him and saying you'll eventually get a Starfleet uniform when you do this, this, and this. Can and, I talk about a sin now? <laughs> no. And he's just really, really disappointed because his brother ends up being evil. And he's like, Well, I wish I was. You make me wish I didn't. You make me wish I were an only child. And, and I've. Things I've said to my own brother. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to bounce off of that good one with a sin from that moment. And then that way we can kind of stay in this moment. Don't forget your good one, okay? So the sin for me in that moment is that Lore listens to Data say, This is how I got to be in Starfleet. It's four years doing this, then four years doing that, blah, blah, blah. And Lore says, you know, like you're so okay with taking the human timeline, which is taking your time when you which are is an a android. Great point. great point. But then later, he says, when Data's like, uh, how can I keep this many memories in my memory bank like you have? He said, I'll tell you later, which is doing the same thing. It's assuming mm. that he doesn't have the same power. So it's like, oh, you're just using I the mean, convenience of the moment. Kind of. A, I think there's a little bit of. Of that about, I'm not going to show you my whole hand. Because I think deep down, Law wants to convert Data. Of and course. wants to make him 
He thinks that He's law the has the potential. Borg. He thinks that data has the potential to be like law. Yeah, of course. A little, a little tweak here. Uh huh. A little peanut butter Nub in stuck there. in a thing there. Stop putting peanut butter on my androids. Okay. My other favorite part of the episode, and Picard gets a great line early on. It's their whole debate about what to call law, because there's that fine line of when does he become a person that we respond that we call. A he or a they, because at the minute he's a bunch of parts. He's a bunch, a bunch of metal and circuits. When you turn him on, he's now a, a he. A thing. But after, even after that, they're still referring to Laura as it. And Data's just like, "What well, do you see me as a as an uh, it? Am too. I a thing?" And um, but earlier on, like uh, Picard says, "Can we stop tiptoeing around this? Like, yeah. we know that Data is a machine. We're also machines. We're just different machines. We're biological machines." And I just, I love that. I was like, "Let's." Just, uh, that's one of my favorite things that Picard does is just cut through the. Let's not tiptoe around this. We have to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I was. There's like a little bit of an eye roll thing uh, leading up to it, though. Like it, it, there, I can't remember what it, what they said. Hold on, let me see if I can find it in my notes. Oh, does he have all your parts? <laughs> He goes, does it have a does it have parts that we can turn on? Can we turn it on? And I'm like, why is everybody acting so uncomfortable right now? Is it because they're making sexual innuendo jokes? And then no, I realized no, it was no, because no. of the it was because of the Android. Because thing. The, the the only thing that separates law from data at that point is that data is assembled. So it's a bit it's like talking to your Lego set. But they're delivering the lions, try not to laugh. Like you could tell that yeah. there's a whole outtake reel that we're missing oh, from that sure. episode. Yeah. But no, I, I really like that stuff. Um and I just I like data wrestling with am I an it? Am I a he? Like, what am I? Like, he has We're to then have figure to out what makes me different. I have so many. Okay, we, we, gotta, we, we, we have to get fine. through them so many. Come on. Okay, listen, I'll do like a, a nice little like a compliment leading into a sin just to lube up the situation <sighs> uh-huh. a little lube bit. It. Yeah, go on. Okay, so to, to talking about like all the different pieces of lore reminded me that the prosthetic department had a lot of fun on this one. Yeah, I mean, there was no need to have the butt in there, but it was like, yeah. <laughs> We're doing the butt. There's an android ass. Brent Spiner. Thank you. Get in this mold. Did you actually mold his ass? We need a mold of your butt. We have questions. Yeah. But there's also, um, you know, the, the prosthetic head that we mm-hmm. look at. And there's like all these different parts and pieces. Um, that was really fun. There's, so much fun. It's and great. there's a really interesting moment, which I think would be the thumbnail of the video. Yes. Should we ever send this? And it's when Data picks up the prosthetic sort of like mold the mold of his face yeah and he puts it onto his face and my sin for this moment would be like oh you didn't think about this a little like this was not a great idea because it takes it away and like the makeup from his own face is now (laughs) inside the mask yeah that happens that was kind of a, that was is, a fun one. If, especially in the early seasons, if you watch for any console that Data touches, it's just he always it. leaves a powdery residue wherever <laughs> he goes. And the palms of his hands are often always, white yeah. or, or pink the, because... The edges yeah. of his neck and stuff. Uh-huh, because yeah. he sweated it off. Can you imagine having to get in that every single every, He would have time. to get there at four in the morning. Uh, no, it was probably, early. I think it was like three in the morning and he would have five hours of makeup, then have to do all of the recording. And everyone's just like, Riker's just turning up with like his quiffed hair and like let's go let's act and Tater's like I've been here for so long God and Paul for Wolf how many as well, years Michael Dawn yeah you know I love watching the Lord of the Rings back stuff because of like watching all the prosthetic stuff being done yeah. and in these kinds of shows they have that and I have a great appreciation for that stuff I think the casting Brent Spiner was the greatest thing that he's Star so Trek great. ever did because he stuck with it and he loved it he's, he's, he's incredible I have another timeline problem and this is my Star Trek nerd brain in my head so when they get into the lab and they see um, Data finds like some log notes from Dr. Sung 
And Riker's like, not Dr. Noonien Sung, surely not. And Geordi's like, you mean famous uh, cyberneticist Dr. Noonien Sung that well, promised yes. all of this stuff? Gosh, Geordi, thanks for asking. Yeah, so glad you asked. <laughs> you know, it's this person. I happen to have a presentation right here. Uh, here's my PowerPoint. Thank you for setting me up. My problem with that, exposition aside, is that where the fuck did they think data came from? Like... <laughs> They know, like, Sung promised data, this positronic android. Positronic brain. I was just going to say, that's another, that's another Star Trek word that's I the know. One. Well done. Um, they, he promised him, they stumble upon a day, an android with a positronic neural net. Who else did they think? Who they else did they think build it? And Riker's just like, oh, I guess now we finally know where he ended up. Why was that a fucking mystery? Dun, dun, dun. You found his invention. Of course this is where he ended up. And really, that's all about telling us who Data's dad is. And they had this, like, need for everything to be a mystery or a sudden revelation or, like, the characters were in on more than the audience was. But they just didn't... It just it proves that they didn't have the law set up yet. No. Like, the original series didn't have this, this big book of canon. Okay, it's not very clear to me. It's I'm just being clear. pretty sassy about it. Like, you're over here sending the depths of Star Trek because you've been a fan for your whole entire <laughs> life. And I'm over here like, okay, but in that one room, all of the body parts didn't have to be in liquid, <laughs> but now all of a sudden they have to be in liquid? Why are they in liquid if they weren't in liquid in the first place? Did you see that android, but? <laughs> but. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just clear that they didn't quite have all of the canon lined out just yeah and now it's obvious who How he is and whatnot they? but yes it slightly bugged me because it was for exposition go on you must have more oh i have so many Do more it. but i'm just i'm trying to like figure out my, my big ones you know just like the mm-hmm, biggest mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm. so yeah. i i like the scene where we see lore and he's on the bridge and he's pushing buttons on the little console where Data usually sits. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the entire crew is just right around there with him, like happily, gleefully <laughs> smiling along. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You're pushing really important buskin- please buttons. Don't, and, please and don't drive us into a planet. Really, really great questions. Like, that's really fun. And Data's like, guys, there's rules about this. And everyone says, there sure are. And so my question is, then why is seen? Yeah, why is seen? Does like there's any way that he could be playing around? It doesn't have to be on the bridge. Um, speaking of the entire crew being there, where's Deanna? Well, wouldn't a psychologist have been great? Even though she can't read Data's mind, she can absolutely like do a psychological profile of, huh, isn't Data acting awfully, awfully a lot like an evil version of himself? Huh. It seems like Wesley's really stressed right now and needs to be paid attention yeah, to. Like Validate he, that child. Right? Exactly. Sorry. <clears throat> Um, yep, yep, yep. However, one of my other sins is that Wesley couldn't have fucking known for certain that that was Data. Like, Data's lying on the ground, and, um, he's got his, like, flappy head open, and Wesley's just like, that's him! I know it's him! You can't! He feels it in his spirit. Yeah, whatever. And then (laughs) Beverly... Deep down in his heart. Beverly wakes him up, and instead of, like, being clever and being like, Tell Who do you a... think you are? Tell us something only yeah, Data would what know. Would only Data know. Wesley's just like, Data, Data, Data. It's well, like, if it was law, he would say, yeah, that's me, I'm Data. Or Beverly, who was like, are you sure this is Data? Turns him on and then is immediately like, Data, we got to do stuff. My it's, goodness. It's like, like, there's such a quick switch to, oh, we've only got four minutes to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Data so is now Data. No Nobody's, you know, and, and why wouldn't you... Hey, Captain, I just want to let you know we woke up the android that is Data. We've got a problem. Right. There's no security. No no force field. Until there's a drama down there in the shuttle bay because he's talking mm-hmm. to a snowflake or whatever. There's no, there's, and I, 
I don't mind the tension. It was interesting to see the tension. Yeah. Like, there is something really powerful about watching a mother realize that she has to back away from a son. Oh, yeah, and but, trust Ada to look after him. But let's also just send the fact that why not phaser the fucking android? Just shoot him. Why because are we not have, shooting him? He would have shot Wesley. Because because when you shoot someone, they just magically have their arm up long enough to not also be shot. He is an android. Like, his reflexes are pretty damn good. I've seen what those phasers can do. Yeah. They disintegrate. They also, I don't think they wanted to disintegrate. I guess you should have just disintegrated him at that point. Just, <laughs> if there's a time to do it, I know. this is In it. fact, Beverly should have run away and beamed Law. Used, like, hey, Beverly to the bridge. Could you beam Law into space? Like, Beverly right now? was hiding. Uh-huh. Her son is being threatened. There's a snowflake. God, I can't believe I'm stunning. There's These a words. snowflake. These words are happening. That has come to eat people. Mm-hmm. What is this show? <laughs> what is this show? Hey, it was the 80s, man. Just shoot it. Stun it. And even if it doesn't work at Him. the very beginning of that yeah. conflict that they weren't going to, like no. he wasn't aimed directly at Wesley, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was yep. stoop. But I just think like when you're turning data back on, you don't know it's him for certain. No. So do it with like one of those grabby sticks like from a distance. Just like prod him back on. Because like you're gonna get your neck snapped. Like that android there's, will just spin around and snap you. There's so much wrong with that. But I did like the idea that he has a turn on, turn off switch yeah. that she kinda tucks her fingers underneath mm-hmm. in this sort of oh, awkward, it's really weird way creepy. that just it fe- I can feel it in my ribs yeah, huh? for some reason. Yeah. But then she didn't get trained. He just said, Feel this right here. That's my alarm Prod clock. Me. Yeah. Which I thought was funny, but then whatever. And then <laughs> Beverly did not Beverly didn't think no. that was funny. And then he's like, yeah, you push these buttons and it sets how long I'm going to wake up. But she's just like, okay, cool. Thanks for telling me your your secret about you having an off switch. And then later on, just instantly just puts her fingers in there and like a little one-two punch and he's mm-hmm. awake without any training at all. Like you could have actually turned him off for like six years Maybe. and not known it. Who knows? Yeah. But for the convenience of the show, we it must move on. It is also amazing that Beverly doesn't already know about his off switch. Because everybody has to report for like a physical when they join the ship. So you'd think that either the people that were assembling data knew about the off switch, or like his commanding officer should know, somebody should know, in case the android goes rogue, like we should know how to turn him off. I can hit people over the hammer, over the head with a hammer, and it will stop them. Or mm. you shoot him. Yeah, but you don't want to vaporize data. Why do you yeah, want to you kill do. data? I want to kill lore. Okay, fair enough. Um, on that, I think it's interesting that the computer can't tell data apart from law. Me too. There should be something very easily uniquely recognizable to data. Or we should, the computer should at least know when he switched off. So when he suddenly switched off, it's like, huh, I wonder what's going on here. We're missing a member. Yeah, Yeah, we're missing a crew member. Yeah. Yeah, Yep, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. There was this line where they suddenly don't trust data. Like, uh, it was like, how much can we trust data? Oh, Tasha said that. How much can you trust the android that just fucking showed up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad at this. The, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I'm just mad. <laughs> You're just angry. You're just I, mad. I don't like, I don't like this anymore. Um, on the data um, acting suspiciously thing, when they say that Law is looking up... Um, no, they say Data's doing something. Law's taken Data's place and Data's doing something. And... Like is just like, hey, Wesley, go and check that out. See if Data is okay. Don't send the 17-year-old. He's going to get murdered. And then don't be mad with him whenever he's like, my favorite android buddy's in trouble. Uh-huh. Fuck this fucking this episode. Wow, man. It. I never thought pissed. I would get Danae turned off of TNG. But don't fucking touch Worf I've also. To... Oh, Excuse me. I love that How did so he survive? Much. He shouldn't. He should, he should be, be dead. dead. He should have broken his ribs and then his neck. Oh, and the way that he makes that oops sound. <laughs> 
just one punch in the chest. <laughs> He's all like concave over. Just every bit of oxygen left his body. It's that moment, that tipping point when you've 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 turned yourself, uh, you've like hunched over from a punch, but then your prosthetics are really heavy on your forehead and yeah. you almost fall forward. It was like that in, it was in the lift. It was poor. And then he just gets like a backhand as well. Like That's bad. Oh, that was rough. I don't know what Wolf was expecting either to, to be able to achieve from that punch. But Not that. No. And it was in that moment that Worf knew he fucked up. He fucked up. Where's my bat lift? Uh, I think my spleen. Huh? The bat lift? The bat left, yeah. The, the weapon? Yeah. Fuck the yeah. The big bendy one. That's another one for me. The one-handed one is a mech left that has like a little thing there. And then the bat left is the big like kind of semicircle with the points. And... Fuck. Uh, it's always annoyed me that data and law have to visually look at information in order to download it. So oh, they're yeah. doing like the super speed reading, mm-hmm. and which is just a lap of text and then the Enterprise from the original series. Lap of text, Enterprise from the original series. Uh, it's just, USBs exist, man. Wi-Fi exists. Like, download that shit. Like, you should not have to physically watch it on a screen in order to consume the information. But that's just an interesting thing from 18, uh, 19, 18, 1988, wondering what the future would look like. I would send the potato potato song. Why? It's perfect. Uh, okay, if you're telling me that there's a possibility that the potato potato tomato tomato song survives into the future, He's I an am android. so worried He's for the future. He has all of the songs in his head. He has one colony song in his head. He knows all the words. No, he knows all the words to all the songs. He knows the words to NSYNC. All of them. That survived. Survived in him. All right, you know. All right, okay, you know what? I'll give you that one back. Thank you. Good. I'll take that one back because we are keeping count, of course. Um, This was a really dumb, dumb one and Star Trek does this so much. It's person gets called somewhere and then immediately called back. Mm -hmm. So, like, Taylor gets called to the briefing room and they're like, are you okay if I go? And Chief Engineer Argyle is like, yep, we've got all we need at the minute. Taylor goes to the, the conference room, is there for two three minutes and then we're ready for you now data like what kind of a meeting was he supposed to have in that time my biggest sin in that moment is why did beverly have to tell data that he was wanted in a debrief when the debrief should have been sent to data directly it d- that doesn't make any sense why oh, by would, the way we're going to need you in about seven minutes why would as the well. chief medical officer walk over and say hey you're wanted on the bridge or hey you're wanted here yeah when that person who is a commander on the ship has a comm badge and yeah. you should just let them know directly sure, sure. also he's an android and he probably remembers his schedule you would think so the other problem with beverly being there is why is a doctor working on a robot like just because he is in human shape this could just be a a cube of circuits and beverly would not be working on it it's she just have because a steady hand. just because it's she's in a, a human shape she has a steady hand doesn't matter so she's does Jordy. she's a surgeon i know she's a surgeon but it doesn't i'm not going to get her to fix my ipad like because she doesn't know how to fix an ipad she clearly does It's dumb that Beverly has anything to do with data. That should all be in engineering and all of the engineers doing shenanigans and whatnot. It's also dumb that they reduced her role to a mother in a a way in this episode. And I kind of like part of it a little bit. Like, but 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 the turn of her in that moment, whenever so like Picard says, "Shut up, Wesley," and Uh she's like, "Hey, fuck off! That's my kid." Shut up, Wesley. Ten seconds later, she says, "Shut up, Wesley," and she joins the dark side. But that's the kind of the thing is like. I can tell my son to shut up, but you can't. Yeah. You would never get like a shut up Riker, would you? Like as much as Wesley is overstepping, they're not respecting him as an officer as well. Like 
Mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. If you have a problem with him, put him in the brig, get him off the ship. Don't tell him to shut up. You like you continue to. That's just not. Discipline it's not him. a good way to communicate. It's really okay. not. It's, it's really not. not. No, it's and, not. But I do love Beverly's indignant. You're putting me off the bridge, and he's like, "Yeah, doctor, just check your kid out, okay? If you if you're going to bring your kid to work, then you need to make sure it doesn't cry." Well, he allowed it. Yeah, I know, but it, like he backpedals on it, so I'm like, "That's mm-hmm. this is that awkward workplace mm-hmm, thing." Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, I'm fine. I'm done with my sins. I'm happy with this episode. <laughs> The hardest part of of sinning is that, yeah, still technically I'm having a good time. And there's huge, there's huge holes in this one for me. But I still have a fun time with watching Star Trek. So we sin because we care. We can't really turn the thing off. But like maybe the last, the last part of the episode as a whole that I had struggle with that I think has been answered because of just where they were and the creation of the show Mm -hmm. is how absolutely casual they are. We've talked about this. (laughs) Yes. We've talked about this with Strange New Worlds too. Yeah. And and we, I've kind of landed that I think it's because Starfleet, that, that what we don't see is the training that they go through in Starfleet. The mm-hmm. desensitate, this like they have to desensitize. Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So day at the office. They go down at the very end of the show, at the very end of this episode, and they realize that this major, major problem that they had has been beamed out to space. And it is as if everyone just is like, anyone want to go for hot dogs? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anybody hungry? Like yeah. super casual. No, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need to go talk to Counselor Troy? You were almost murdered by a robot. Right. Like none of that. It's just like a, well, that was weird. Oh, hey, Riker, do I George <laughs> dream of electric sheep? You know what, you know sir? What? I, I don't, don't know. know. It do was you want to so grab a burger casual. or something? And Super I, casual. I had that note throughout, <laughs> which just is why a robot is everyone into space. so casual. It's just uh-huh. such a casual response. Well, I had to wrap it up so quick. And the snowflake is just like, well, just guess ye- there's why? nothing to see here. And then just leaves. It just leaves. Yeah, it was a very it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. And, and I found myself asking like more questions than I ever had before. No, that's fair. Anyway. We did miss a huge positive. And I know this oh. is a positive of yours as well. How beautiful is the snowflake? Oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's now, even pretty by today's standards. That I was, agree. No, no, that was my butt. Oh. It's remastered. That wasn't the original Snowflake. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Well, that's why it looks so good. That's why it looks so It I still looks great. I want to see what it looks like from so the original. you can probably Google it. But in fact, yeah, Google it, okay, Google okay, it now. Okay, like, try and find the original screen okay, cap of the... I'm going to say original Star Trek Snowflake. I'm sure yes. it'll So it still looks like a snowflake in space, but it's a little bit more blurry and you can't see each individual branch. When they remastered it for the Blu-ray or the, the HD upgrade, whatever it was, you get like every individual branch and they're all like pearlescent and it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. But the original screenshot will definitely look a bit more blurry. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, uh-huh. okay. It's way less pearlescent. It's still pretty, but okay. it's more shadowy. Yeah, so so I would describe this because obviously you guys are listening to a podcast, and if you don't know, so the one that we watched today, you could really see the light coming through, yeah. which it's is interesting. Yeah. I always ask in space, where is the most... Oh, there's like, always a sun nearby. A, a sun must is well, I mean, always nearby. They are they're at a planet, aren't they? So oh, there is a true. sun that's reflecting off of it. So you can see like just the light kind of capturing through mm-hmm. and like the uh, like the rainbow sort of colors and mm. such. And it was it's really, gorgeous. really, really pretty. And then when it like kind of punctures the shields as well. And yeah, oh, it kind of so injects pretty. itself a bit. Yeah. Um, but this old one, it the the light source is kind of in the middle. Of it, mm-hmm. and then all of the jarring parts that kind of come out of the crystal 
look more like tree branches of a dead yeah. tree. Uh-huh. It's very monotone, very black and white I almost. wouldn't have minded to see the original stuff because, uh-huh. as you guys know, whenever I watch these things, I, I think it's interesting to see how things yeah. were made before technology mm-hmm. Could, I just like, I couldn't it. quite bring myself to let you think, man, 1988 no, you, CGI was <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> I was really impressed. Uh, I now I know why. Yeah, that'll be why. Let me ask you this before we before we wrap up. If you had to wear one of the outfits from today's episode only, which one would it be? Uh, Law's outfit. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I would straight up Business. go for Wesley's. Yeah, well, you would. You know why? Uh-huh. It reminds me of uh, Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright? Mm-hmm. What's that? No, look it up. Rainbow Bright. Am I looking it up now? She has like this little poofy thing. It's sort of quilted a oh, bit. It's cinched at the waist, kind of comes to a point. He just needs to have moon boots, and it's basically the Star Trek version of Rainbow Bright from like the 80s oh my or goodness, 90s. it is. <laughs> oh, no, that's what they based it on, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's meant to indicate that he hasn't picked what path he's on yet. Because it oh, has like the different command the color colors, colors. So gold, yeah. blue, gold, blue, and yellow. He could be studying in all three. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's meant to indicate. Yeah, um, but I'm all for the rainbow. Let's let's. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I would wear. Well, interesting, interesting reaction to this episode. I thought it would be more positive, honestly, because law. It is interesting. No, I love to see the history, and I mm-hmm. and these are these are themes that show up in Strange New Worlds. They show up in Picard. They yeah. show up in these other areas. So to see the origin of when it first appeared mm. for Star Trek fans on TV, I love that. It's so f- I knew you would like that. I really so like, be love able to that. pin down this is where it started. And I love seeing the bad and the good part of like you yeah. know Brent, Brent being able to, yeah. to do that. That was so fun. And I do love to see the the young crew, even though they don't have their shit figured out. I really do have a lot of it. But there's I have so many questions about why an elite team would just like shug shrug their shoulders at having a <laughs> robot turned on. I it, that I hey, can't forget trust. that. I well, can't get over it. Wrong. What's the worst that can happen? It's fine. Wesley dies. Yeah, I mean, he could have actually died. Um, so I, um, man, my brain is not functioning because there was something else I was going to say after that. Okay, well. I'll take over the show. No, If I do, if I take over the show, then guess what? No, it'll be great. I'll take over the show, and uh-huh. while I'm taking it over, you'll remember. Then you can interrupt me. No. It's going to happen, guys. Stop. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't focus if you're talking. I'm Captain because Scott. now it's you're like overtaking the show, and we're just going to talk over each other, which is going to be so much fun to edit. Um, yeah, I knew... Oh, that was it. So, what, um, obviously, you know of lore. Was there any of that that seemed familiar that you remembered or that, like, popped up? It must be a different lore episode that you're remembering then, because he does return. So, I remember him returning. I think I've seen that one when it was on TV, but or, or I've seen it somehow, maybe in bits and pieces, like, mm. you know, on TV, different, different parts, but... Um, I don't remember seeing this episode, though. So that was really in- interesting That's to me. That's really fun. I did remember that he wasn't good. So that wasn't... <laughs> yeah, he's a sketchy motherfucker. <laughs> that wasn't a surprise to me. No. Um, I-, I don't know that there did was... Did the music m- tell you? <laughs> it was it's so on the nose. The 80s synth. I love the 80s synth in this episode. There is so much synth synth keyboard in this episode. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I would absolutely recommend this episode. Even yes. even though it, it brings up a lot of questions, I would absolutely recommend this episode, especially because I have a I have a strong hope that a show like Lower Decks that has mm. the animation ability would do something 
with this kind of thing where they answer these kinds of questions that we yeah. have. Like if because it seems like Lower Decks goes back in time and pulls apart some of what Star Trek fans or people mm-hmm. who are watching go, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And they make it make sense a little bit while also making fun of themselves. Oh, and 100%, I would yeah. I, I would like for them to get into this world. But Or if it really doesn't make sense, they're like, huh, that really doesn't make sense. And then they'll be like, yeah, no, everyone agrees. That doesn't make sense. There's something we don't know. There is something, too, about the Dr. Soong thing and mm. seeing all that kind of play out in Picard that makes me love this even more. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It's a nice link back. Um, yeah, no, I'm really, really glad you enjoyed it. It's um, a nice little piece of Star Trek history. And it just shows that like the first two seasons, there was some story stuff that was falling apart because the poor writers just weren't quite they didn't there. Know but how to get there. We That's okay. It's fine. We still have some great stuff. So, with that, thank you for listening, everybody. It's Shut Up, Wesley, from me. And it's Riker's naughty finger wag at Wesley from me. <laughs> I love that. He does that so much. Like, you get out. Go, 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 go. You go. You get out. And <laughs> live long and pods back. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Okay, so in the other room are Aaron and Daniel, and Aaron has already come in here like twice, twice. to inform us of things he's found. Mm-hmm. What's he going to bring in next? He's going to bring in Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> She's just in She's the just basement? A huge Star Trek fan. She's going to come in and talk about Star Trek with us. Yeah. Which episode? Uh, not the one that we just watched. It's going to be awkward. Why wouldn't that be awkward? Huh? Why would that be awkward? Because we're not prepped for it. It'll be like some obscure episode I've never, or I've only seen once, like 15 years ago. Are you telling me there's no country crossover for no, there, Star Trek? No, there is. There is a kind of a country episode because they find, the, the Enterprise finds certain people that are like frozen from the past and they're from like the 20th century and there's this country singer who's a, a fictional famous country singer and nobody can understand what he's saying and Data's just like, what does that mean? And Riker is translating until he says um, a very specific line and Riker's like nope Universal Translator is going to have to help with that one so the idea is that the, the country twang is too much for even the Universal Translator I think the exact okay. sentence is let's fire up some low mileage pit woofers and see if we can make ourselves some memories that is the line and I found out that a low mileage pit woofy is, a, is one of the flag ladies I think that does like with the and go race with the bikinis and whatnot. <laughs> And he's on the Enterprise, and he's just like, hey, Taylor, let's find some ladies in bikinis. I mean, you could go to the holodeck and get that. That would work. Star Trek is so horny. It's so horny. I thought you were going to talk about the one that we watched together with Worf and his son whenever they went into the No, that's the thingy. Western. That's like the John. That's not country music. <laughs> this is a little country. It's in the but country. Not like, you're right. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. It's not country country. Right, right, right. So but Dolly's yeah. would definitely be the, the frozen cryogenic bikini flag waving yes. episode. Yeah, yes. That's I'm sure she'd one. really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like explain where we are? Are we going to do that in the show? We don't need to do that in the show. Just do it in the outtakes. Yeah, we're in, we're in, we're not anywhere that we've ever been before. We're in a recording. secret hideout. Yeah. So if the sound is different, apologies. <laughs> it should be better. Like I'd be shocked if it was worse. We have a production team today. We do. The staring. If us. it's not better, mm-hmm. we have to talk about your editing problems. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should talk about where we are. It is a little top secret. You know, like we're oh, we're actually yeah, we're in a top secret bunker to right here. now. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We broke into a location yeah technically someone had a key 
Well, we were invited. I don't know. How, where is the breaking in okay, going? Okay, but I'm trying to like make it sound really fun oh, and like, okay. unique. Okay, let me sip my oh, milkshake while... Yeah. We beamed in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Found the coordinates. Mm-hmm. We beamed in. Mm-hmm. Just so happened the production team... Oh, oh, we're wearing... We're ready for us. We're wearing some kind of a costume. They think that we're country stars. And okay. this is very confusing for them. I thought we were in like the tactical black like Starfleet gear. It was like the covert mission. But we've gone in there with... Acoustic guitars and cowboy hats? Today. Yes. Oh, yeah, because this is the holodeck, for sure. Mm-hmm. I really like that episode with Worf and his son. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Because Deanna it's... Troy shows up with a shotgun. Yeah, and when do you not want to see her with a shotgun? She does. She does. And it's... they do like the quintessential thing where like her feet are kicked up on the uh-huh. desk and she's got her little boots on. Mm-hmm. Durango. That's her name in that episode. Are you trying to give it a country twang? No, I was Durango. That's how he's Durango. Durango. <laughs> Durango. <laughs> Doesn't sound right, does it? I can never tell with your accent if you're like trying to I'm do I'm the so. outlaw Durango. <laughs> Come on. Have it. No, it doesn't. No. Oh, shit. No, that's a good episode. It's definitely a season seven episode. Because like, hey, what haven't we done yet? We a haven't Western with Klingons. Yep. Fine. Get mm-hmm. in there. Diana, you're free. Gunslinging. We turn off yep. the security. Everybody's in danger. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't pay any extras, so we'll just get Brent Spiner to play everybody. And he does. And he does. Speaking of Brent Spiner, mm-hmm. he's so fun in the episode we're going to talk about today. He's so fun. Like, he got to, like, stretch his wings and legs and stuff. Yeah. Wings? He could have wings. You don't even want to majestic know what my imagination android with wings. Did. But where did you put the wings? On his temples. <laughs> Why did they go on it? I don't know. Is it, like, little tiny wings that have to, like, really work really hard to, like, do anything? Yes, or they're was, just decorative? I was trying not to describe it because it's really funny yeah. to me. Good. <clears throat> I think you're still in slight trauma from the Lower Decks episode with you're the bird people. Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing this now? Okay. <clears throat> oh, I need to change the star date. Okay. I don't have the right date here. Okay. Ready? You good? You ready? Good. Ready? Yep. Good. Ready. <laughs>